0: Contact fighting through offensive lines being double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, so it's a football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition of Blow It Splits Saturday, June 26th. So you're listening to this probably a month in the future. Um, and as you're going to hear me on many other episodes of the, you know, lesser popular guys, the Niesmans and, and all those guys I recorded recently. You're going to hear me talk about Morgan Moses and I'm talking about how, you know, my July month is going to be pretty clear minus some, you know, other podcasts and doing some live streams and things like that. Um, with Kyle Smith and Sabo and and Nanya. Um, and I spoke about how it was going to be clear July, but I had a feeling as soon as I was about to wrap up, there'd be another signing. Jets signed Morgan Moses uh, yesterday. <clears throat> good problem to have. Um, going to be interesting to see what they do with Fan if they actually take a pay cut. If they try to, I don't think they're going to trade him. But pay cut, maybe they. You know, I, I think in an ideal world they try Moses at, at, out at right guard because he's bigger, can't move as well as Fan, and guys who can't move as well but are good with their hands are really good fits for guards at times. Obviously, I want to watch his film. Um, and come to that conclusion, which by the time you're watching this, you've already watched Moses, like I said, so um, we'll see. Um, But I think Moses at right guard and Fant at right tackle is a better lineup than than Roten at right guard and Moses at right tackle. Um, And then, you know, obviously you still have one of those guys who could swing the left tackle. Um, Obviously it would most likely be Fant where Moses would move from right guard to right tackle. Fant would move to left tackle in case of a Becton injury that's my ideal scenario. Is that going to happen? Probably not. He probably signed here to be a tackle. Um, he signed for a one year deal about what three, 3.7, $3.8 million can go up to uh 5.3. I believe if it is, uh, or if he plays over 80% of the snaps, um, which is going to happen. Cause I think he spent been like six, six, seven years in a row without missing like a game. And if, and if, if it was one game, one game, but he's been really consistent in terms of um, playing. So he's going to play most likely. You know, I'm not going to say other words because I don't want to, you know, I'm not jinxing anything, um, but really good deal. Um, continue to shore up the line based on, you know, his numbers and stuff like that. Again, I'll, I'll know by the time you guys are watching this, you know, he's been um, really good and better than fans. So you basically get Crowder, you know, everybody with the Crowder contract was fine. Like it's a little bit of money, but everybody's pretty much fine with it until it came up in discussions about would, would the Jets like, you know, cut them or trade or whatever people were pretty much fine with the contract if that's what they had to do, you know, receiver depth. They cut his contract by about $5 million. They signed Moses for about $5 million, you know? Um, So for that pay cut, you got a legitimate starting right tackle and now really good tackle depth. Um, Maybe he plays really well next year. And then the Jets sign him for, you know, one of those three year deals. That's really two years. And then you have him at age 31, 32, and that's still a fine age for tackles. And then you address, you know, you, you, you grab a tackle in the second, third round, the next couple of years, develop him behind Moses, he takes over, then you get a guard, you know, center maybe. Like, I'm really excited about the way that Douglas has addressed this offensive line. And it's funny because you look before the draft, you're like, oh my God, they didn't do anything in, in free agency in the offensive line. And now, you know, sitting here a couple months later, now you have ABT, Moses, Becton, McGovern, and whoever at right guard, you know, whether it be, it's probably GVR, you know, but then you still have Feeney as a backup, Lewis as a backup, Clark as a backup, and like I said, an ideal situation Moses is the right guard and Fant is the right tackle. If that could work, if not, obviously it is what it is. You just have a really expensive swing tackle and infant, but that's fine. You have a rookie quarterback, protect him. Any quarterback, protect him. You know, would you ideally want to pay a, a swing tackle ten million dollars? No. But let's not let's not go crazy over four million dollars, five million dollars. You know, if I had to pay a backup swing tackle, especially considering a guy like Beckton who's been injured, he has injury concerns. I'm not going to say he's been injured. That's that's false. Um, even though he's a little bit banged up last year at times. But with that being said, with a guy like Beckton, the Jets should always prioritize. And in general, this is true. But especially with the guys who are bigger at tackle, they should really prioritize backup swing tackles. Now, not the Ben Angelanos of the world who got $5.5 million to be a backup swing tackle, whatever it was, but um, I'd rather pay Fant $10 million to be a backup swing because he's actually a decent starting tackle. Let's say I, I've always had a little bit below average, and last year he proved that, even though people, when I mean, he signed here, thought he was absolutely dreadful, which, again, um, was not the case. Um, but I'd rather pay him $10 million than, than Ben Angelano, five point five. So if, if next year Fant's gone... And you resign Moses, <clears throat> and then one of these backup swing tackles who maybe not maybe not as good as Fant, but could step in and not be dreadful. Wants six seven million dollars. I'm willing to pay that for a backup tackle. I, I am. It's just you need to protect your quarterback. Um, so happy with the signing for sure. Um, but let's get into the the Coleman uh, film. I even say that before. I'm doing Tevin Coleman today. Funny, I have two reviews left, and this happens again. Good problem to have. Uh, right after this, I'll be watching, um, uh, Moses, which again, if you're watching this, I'm assuming you watched the Moses review, or maybe you just hate offensive linemen, but I picked his eight hardest games, eight, nine hardest games in terms of edge defenders in 2019. And then I also did his eight hardest games in 2020. Um, reason being I split up and usually just do 2020, if they grade out similar to their past years, because that's probably what you're going to get but Moses graded out a lot higher in 2020 than 2019. So I want to see if his 2020 is a little bit of a fluke. You know, there are plenty of other places you can go who are just going to put out highlights and, and pick the best plays and do all that. You know, they're going to put up 10 really good plays and that's all you're going to get uh, on this channel. I feel like the, the viewers or subscribers want to really know all you can know and, and just picking out the best plays versus the, you know, in um, his one really, really good year is is not the best way to look at a player um i'm not saying his years before that weren't good they were good he was he was viewed as a average to above average player which is still better than Fant, even if he's just average that's that's a slight upgrade over Fant for less money um but 2020 he was like rated one of the top like 15 tackles in general in the league um and like the sixth or seventh or eighth best right tackle so uh we're gonna see if the 2020 matches up to the 2019 i'm watching 2019 first and that's what a lot of people who are watching this right now, who aren't full time subscribers, that's all you're really going to get. You're not going to really get 2020. Um, obviously because we cut it off at a certain point, but, uh, looking at Tevin Coleman, 27 plays, I will read the strengths and weaknesses, um, after I do it, but to give you some of like the quick, the quick background stuff, uh, 28 years old, six, one, um, 205 pounds, uh, transparency to uh, 2019, I watched weeks five, six, seven, eight, 9 10, 11, 12, and a divisional matchup. I pretty much watched any game he had over 10 carries. Um, and then in 2020, I watched every single snap or every single carry he had. Uh, one, two, eight, 13, 15, 16. Um, so getting into his film. Like him. Don't love him, but um, well, you'll see. Speed could have gotten more. Okay, outside zone. Uh, and again, this is this is being pretty nitpicky. Um, now in terms of, of of his reads for for outside zone, he's gonna start from the edge, which is Garrett. He's comboed. These guys have outside leverage. He's gonna take the outside, right off the jump. And he has speed to do it. That's for sure. Um, Helmet, read it, cut inside. Pretty simple. Now, there are times where like, I I think he could break down a little bit and get a little bit more, but he kind of just runs with a full head of steam. You know, um, are there elite running backs who would have pressed this up a little bit and and then maybe jump cut and got outside? Yes. Is it an easy ask to do for anybody to do that? No, it's not. So being fully transparent, it's not a bad thing at all. I I, I could have gotten more with a question mark, you know, at this point we're watching it. Like, could he have cut, cut outside? Yes, he could have, it might've not even been a good decision. If he, if he wasn't able to break down and get outside like that because of his outside leverage and how far he was. So nothing to, you know, to, uh, note. It's not. it's not really very noteworthy in terms of could have got outside. Um, you're going to see a lot of speed from an acceleration, obviously. Um, he's able to make quick cuts, even for his height. Now, he's able to make quick cuts, and he always does make quick cuts, is a different conversation um, that typically has to do with footwork and how high you're running. But when he is – it's typically his quick cuts come from when he's running full speed or or when he's running – With, with good speed, um, he's able to cut good at that, at that speed. Now in terms of like breaking down, decelerating, jump cutting, not the best one, is height doesn't help. And we're going to talk about some of his footwork and why, um, that isn't the case for him, but speed. And again, another gun set pin and pull from the center to the, uh, And from the guard, guard, everybody pins down, they pull. Pin and pull, sweep. There's so many different names for stuff. And and pin and pulls and sweeps are not not always the same. Um, You know, but... With that being said, both the center and the guard pull. Now, his read here, you know, like he... He sees the edge crash down, and he doesn't want to commit early to the inside because if he were to knife this gap, he's he's pretty much screwed. Well not screwed at this point. He could he could probably you know cut this back up field or, or bend this back up field, um, but he's pressing outside, and he sees him widening, expanding. Um, Seventy-five is is you know defining the gap for him. You're know, kicking him out. So he follows that. Helmets are all inside here, so he's just gonna get skinny through the gap. You don't want to press up too much right here, obviously. With this guy um, showing outside leverage with this hat, and if you were to cut back, that's 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 a fine decision too. Um, he is, it's, it's hard with backside pursuit; you can't really see it, and you have a you have a free linebacker um, because obviously the whole offensive line is working heavy to the left. So cuts the field again. Follows his blocks now, inside versus outside. He's expecting his guy to take a good angle. Cuts up field. Touchdown. So, again, just good speed for sure from Coleman. You can see even when he's running at full speed or near full speed, he definitely has um, good cutting ability. Either kind of twitchy. stack cuts. It's pretty quick here. I believe, um, in terms of him stacking cuts, straight I form left. They do this a lot in San Francisco, um, where they don't necessarily, and and it's a good thing to do. Um, because a lot of teams kind of, sometimes they give away their zones. Um, if they're like a heavy, uh, zone split team where, you know, let's say, uh, Juice I think I think I think that's Juicek. Jużek, check, uh, I think he's 44, right? Like there's plenty of teams who are are, are a split zone team and it would kind of tip people off if he's starting to cross the formation. Oh, they're running a split zone, and then you know, linebackers key it or, or whatever it may be. Um Niners a lot have these like these punch steps with their fullback, and then he basically sifts and, and split blocks it, it. acts as the same thing. Um so I, I like that little wrinkle that they put into their game because it doesn't give it away way as much. Um, and again, presses, presses up field, um, inside tight zone, reading the inside right here, hat inside. So he's going to press, uh, press even farther inside. Now he's pressing up the field. He's reading leverages. A lot of guys inside right here. So he goes to cut out. Then the picture more clearly defines itself. He now he, his, uh, whatever it is, left tackle, left guard, um, has a helmet inside and then he's just going to press up the field, take it. Nothing crazy, but just the ability to stack cuts right here. You're going to see, you're going to see this movement in full speed. The one, two, so we're talking about stacking cuts, sink low into it, open the foot, allow yourself to come over, over your hips In step. To explode off of it, and again, just tr- just transition to feet, the exact opposite of what it first was. Now it is again. Good job, staying pretty patient here and just reading the blocks. So again, nothing crazy, but um, still a, still a good run. Secures the ball in traffic. You'd like that two, ar- two, uh, two hands two arms on the ball. Lower his shoulder. He always turns his he always turns his feet for the most part. And he's always falling forward for an extra couple of, um, yards, which I like call an outside zone. Okay. Okay. Pretty, pretty defined again. And they're running the, uh, this, the split flow again and presses outside. I know there's something that I'm not going to, I don't want to go over too much. Cause it's going to get boring. If I start going over people's footwork, I, I know that Benton didn't love the footwork of some of these guys. This kind of went more back. He's on his toes when you're on your toes. You tend to go, you go, you tend to go hor- uh, horizontal instead of gaining ground which he doesn't love. And this guy kind of does the same thing where he goes, his step goes backwards. He wants it more leading. Um, two, three. I know he doesn't like this too. Elbows tight. He wants, he wants a push, not a shove. He's shoving a little bit regardless. Again, it, it'll be more interesting when I'm doing this with, with Morgan Moses and GVR, Fant or Connor McGovern um, during the season. So we can discuss that more, but I just, I'm, I'm you know, obviously this is the run scheme we're going to be running, but, takes hands off uh, the handoff, presses outside. What does he see again, hat, 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 hat. So where's he gonna cut, press the outside, take the inside, press the outside, take the inside. Even for a tall, even for like a, a slider guy, he does maintain his balance pretty good through arm tackles even though there are times where he can get brought down by them too. Like, he's not Derek Henry. He's not one of those guys. But for the most part, he turns through, uh, forward through them. And for, again, I think he had like two fumbles in the last two years, whatever it was. I, I wrote it in an article, if you read that article. Um, he has relatively good ball security from what I've seen Where when he's coming into contact with people. He gets two hands in the ball, um, again, driving forward for, for more yards. You, you like that. There's guys who might have went down here or even just smacked around here, but he drives forward for an extra two or three yards and lunges. So you like that. Um, power in terms of like power on the goal line stuff. Don't love it. Um, you're definitely going to want to see a guy. I would say like Carter, even Carter, um, or P Ryan in this situation or Josh Adams, depending again, I think it's the Jets carry four backs. Um, not including Wesco and especially because one Coleman has some injury problems. I think they're obviously carrying him. And two, they, they've emphasized they want to run the ball. So you don't want three running backs, one of them being, you know, um, kind of injury prone. One being a rookie, and Ty Johnson not having a ton of experience. So I think they're going to carry four, whether it be P runner or, or um, Josh Adams as the four, as the four. I'm not sure, but I would prefer one of those guys, whoever that is, in, in this situation. There are some guys who on the goal line run with full set of eight, uh, full uh, full head of steam, don't gear down into contact, explode through contacts. You only need a yard, um, and you see some backs who kind of gear down. Everybody, everybody blocks down, they hand it off, you know, gap run. And you want to see him take this ball and just explode up the field. Everybody's down blocking. Your, all your helmets are outside. Get tight to the outside right here where everybody's down blocking to and just explode off the ass of, of 19 right here. And you're going to see him kind of gear down and wait for the contact and try to stiff arm instead of just ducking his head and just exploding through the line. So don't love that. There's no, there's no reason to, to, to uh, gear down right there and try to cut outside, just full steam ahead. He doesn't get in for the touchdown. Um, long strides. This is, this is one of his biggest weaknesses is when he's pressing the line um, and reading, he tends to have really long strides. Long strides lead to, to longer times to, to break. Um, you have to really sink your hips then. Obviously, when you're, when you're striding longer, you're not able to cut. We talk about this with pretty much every position, whether it be from corner to receiver to offensive line to defensive line. We've talked about this for pretty much everybody. Strides are important. Um, so we're going to watch him right here. It, 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 it tends to take him a long time to, to, to cut back. You can see right here how many steps it takes him. again. Takes the handoff, um, outside pin and pull action on the front, on, on the front side right here. Everybody leading outside works his way outside where all of his blocks are going, which is good. Um, he has to get pretty horizontal here to avoid this block. He has to kind of dip into the backfield, lose to gain type deal. Um, but at this point you're still reading the defense and not saying he doesn't want to continue to press outside because there's really not much open here, but he wants to be low short stride to be able to cut back. And you're going to see him try to cut back here and it takes one, two, three, f- like four steps and it, he gets contacted. I, I want to see more explosion here in terms of just a stride length because here it's long one, two, see how long those strides are. And there's better examples of that coming up, but um, shorter strides would have definitely been conducive to to a a sharper break inside right there instead of kind of running into your offensive line and having to spin off a move. And how much would would he have gained past that? Not much, let's be honest. But you still want to see good footwork. Um, Processor results type stuff. It's not. We're not just looking for, oh look, this is an 80-yard play, it means it's good. This is a one-yard gain, it means it's bad. I put up one yard, I put up three yard losses that are good for running backs. Um press it outside. Okay, I like that. This is more towards the towards the edge. So once once he. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about. It wasn't really in the beginning. Once he kind of bounces the run out, um, he doesn't want to – well, he has two options, really. He could press outside and get inside, but then the pursuit's going from inside where there's less guys outside, so maybe you know, thinking of breaking along here. He doesn't want to just press outside here and just try to outrun this guy because obviously he has outside leverage on the receiver. So he's going to press inside to kind of hold him a little bit and then and then cut outside of him. Press inside to hold him a little bit. Lose to gain. Takes it horizontal. Swipe slash stiff arm, just to clear. And then gets outside. Fine with that decision. Get outside. Again, like this, like you'd see these cuts when he's running full speed are pretty good. Again, that's different than fully breaking down, jump cutting, that type of deal. Um, But overall, he's pretty twitchy when he's running full speed. Coleman big steps. Okay. Obviously the running back. I don't think I have to tell you that lead zone. Like a lead outside lead mid zone. Again, checking his reads. You can see his eyes go outside, outside leverage and then his eyes go inside or sorry. Well, yeah, outside leverage, inside leverage, if you're looking at the defensive, the defensive hats, but you're going to see his eyes continue to check that. Outside, inside. Now, these gaps close up a little bit. So now, as he's pressing outside, he's going to see if anything is inside. If these guys are over pursuing, wants to go inside, there's a gap open. There is, that's that's a, that's a, a cutback you're expected to hit. But because his strides are long, you're going to see him want to cut here, but he jumps all the way to the you know an extra two yards, one, two, and really was going to take him like a whole two two to four yards to cut, whereas if again he was, if he was sinking into this run and, and shortening his stride, it wouldn't have taken him this whole big movement right here to cut back. Wouldn't have taken that whole step, which would have obviously broke it more shallow. Wouldn't have run into these guys, cut back and and hit, and hit this hole. Obviously, there's a guy right here too, but um, that's what we're talking about with a with a long shot taking the it takes him a little bit to cut back. Big steps again. Okay, so again, yeah, this is the biggest weakness I saw. So we record. I recorded a decent amount of it. I'm um, right, obviously running back again. Another lead outside zone. Reads outside. Then as the eyes go inside to check, a lot of guys over pursuing, like again, reading the base of these guys, where are they all going? So he'd be smart to press a little bit outside, continue continuum outside, try to cut it back. He cuts back. When he cuts back, this guy sheds, whoever this is, and he wants to get back outside, but you're going to see the long strides take effect again. One big step, two big steps. Now he wants to cut outside, but it's going to take him again another two yards, and then again, and then it goes a little vertical to get outside. It's tackled. Again, would it have been a big run if he got to this gap? No, but it definitely wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been tackled where he was tackled. You know, maybe he got an extra couple yards, and it's a and it's a split second decision. I when he sees him uncover, so yeah, like oh my god, he has to change his mind so quick. Though. Like, how can you expect him to cut? Not, I'm not saying that I want the decision to come faster. I wanted the strides to be smaller to allow him to cut outside that quickly. It's not about the decision to get to get there. It's about you know kind of how he gets there. So, moving on. Nine quick quick cuts. Okay, so I'm assuming this is typically when he's running, you know, 80, percent plus full speed. Another split. Okay. This is more of like the stacking cuts type deal. So again, presses outside hard edge. You're not going to, you're not going to bounce that outside. You're going to cut back. So seize that. It still takes him a little bit to cut right there, but the one step two. So pretty good footwork one to break inside, get vertical break inside again off that same foot, drop your, drop your hips into it again, pretty big steps inside. So they're quick when he's afforded space, but when it's in tight spaces and those, 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 those those cuts have to be really kind of more horizontal than vertical. It takes them and nice some guys, but in terms of quickness, they're quick one, two inside. Good run. Bad cutback. Okay. Right here. Obviously. Again, watch it first. Yeah. Okay. Um, Inside tight zone split. Leave the backside edge on unblocked. That's the, that's the job of Kittle. And Again, just reading the, just reading this defender, um, who's closing down for him to get outside of outside of him here is really tough. You know that you're like this. This is a situation where just take what's given. You know, which is not a lot. But again, not every run is going going to be some. Some yards are going to be two yards. You just don't want them to be none or negative one or or negative two. And you know he's unblocked. He has outside leverage on you. Your sifter, your splitter, whatever. I want to call him is working from a shallow angle. So he's going to be taking on the shoulder. So he's not going to get on in, inside on you. So you don't have to bounce this outside. Just, just press up field and get as much as you can, which again turns into being, and you know, obviously these linebackers angles might be a little bit different if you were to press more inside or whatever, but this is more open. This is more open than this is. And again, it's another situation where it's, see a, a big jump jump into it that's a lot of that's a lot of wasted movement vertically to get outside on a guy like that not the best decision to cut back not the best footwork to cut back speed and cuts again okay i like they're all whites I, they're all whites so clean to me I, I don't you know i like all white jerseys in general the Jets are going to bring back a helmet. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, uh, like a all-black one or a white one with a white face mask or the old, like, you know, 90s, you know, with the Jet symbol thing that people like. It's going to be interesting. Some people are like, I don't care. The, I, want the, I don't care if the Jets wear, wear, you know, wear zebra stripes. I want them to win. Okay, I get it. But <laughs> people can like jerseys, too, you know. Um, okay, another... I don't love, I don't love outside zone from gun, but that's, what's happening here outside zone. Again, they're pretty, they're, they're If this defender 77 wants to slant inside and just press upfield, field could have screwed up a little bit, but him pressing inside and then kind of just, you know, working towards the guard and um, 53 doing it really kind of aided them in terms of his reads you know, crack them and then just get outside on these guys. Gets outside. Perfect read. This is a massive, this is a big hole in the NFL. Outside leverage, cut up field. Next read, eyes inside, coming over the top. He's going to cut underneath of them. Another good cut. So just, just the speed here. The speed is definitely evident. Thirteen. Press the hold speed. Okay. So we're having a good player or two or three, then having a bad player or two, which is expected. Let's let's be honest. You know, if you expect for me to come on here and talk about Coleman like he's Derek Henry or Christian McCaffrey, then I don't know how we got him for a million dollars. Uh, press the hold speed. Okay. Good run. Um, so. Outside zone, again, going, going through his, going through his reads, he goes from the edge, which is set and his eyes go inside. He sees him expanding. So it's gonna be hard for him to get either outside or into this gap, obviously. So then he's going to look to bend the run back, bends the run back, open gap, obviously. Now I like that. I'm assuming he knows this gap is here, but he sees Keekley with inside leverage So he wants to press the hold geekly and this is about 2019 or 2019. Jeez. I hate when I say 2019, um, presses upfield, to hold geekly and then gets inside of him. So I I like, I like that, um, decision instead of just pressing right to where he's going, press him outside or inside, sorry. And then obviously the speed to, to outrun, uh, whoever this is. And then, uh, you can see him at the two, at the two yard line or three yard line, whatever dive. Pull the ball away. Better have a strong grip on it. Dive for the touchdown. Do you have to dive? Maybe not. But if the guy's trying to take out your leg, avoid injury, You might lead to a bigger shot, but no devastating injuries. I think he had like three touchdowns that game in the Panthers. One of them was really easy, so I didn't put it on there. Um, But I think he had like three touchdowns this game. Uh, They run trap. Yeah. They they trapped the the four-eye. trap the four. I let the edge push up field because they know they're cutting it inside, expecting some over, over, not over pursuing, but him pressing on field, uh, trap runs are really good against teams who are really aggressive. Um, like four, three, you know um, teams, not all four three teams, single gap and press up the field, but you know what I'm saying in general. So cut inside where he's supposed to. Now he's a reading a situation This is a tight gap to get through, press up field. This is pretty open and he takes it speed. I think it's Trey Boston or whatever, but he's not going to catch Coleman. Coleman's one of the faster running backs. I'm not sure who's faster. Him or Ty Johnson. It'd be interesting. I think Coleman's going to be used a lot for like in the receiving game where his routes are pretty crisp. Um, his hands, I saw him have an easy drop or two, but his route, his routes are pretty crisp, um, has experience. So I think that's how he'll be primarily used. I think he's going to be used a lot, like actually running the ball. I'd rather have Carter, um, Ty John or Ty Johnson is going to be interesting to see. Um, but he still has value to the team. 15, bad cutback vision. Okay. Yeah. So. Again, another like mid-zone split. What do you see? Outside, outside, outside. You want to press. You don't have to. You can cut back pretty early, but generally you want to press. You want to sink into your into your run. You want to have short strides. And at this point, don't press too far to where he's going to tackle you. There's a cutback lane right here. And it's and it's open pretty early. You know, again, you don't want to hit it right now, but press to get there. It's open. And he runs kind of right into a tackle. Like this is obviously not great. Hit it. You know? This guy's supposed to be blocked. He's not going to get there if he cuts back regardless. Maybe maybe to clean up. Um, but this is more open than this. Runs himself right into a uh defender Uh, bad jump cut. Okay. See? Yeah. See, this is the footwork again. So no situation where he's reading outside first. And again, in a situation, he sees a hard edge. This is pretty tight sees 95 sees 59 they're all on that side. He doesn't really see anything open right here. He, he, he sees the backside a gap, you know, open and he wants to hit it. But what are we talking about in terms of, in terms of how long it takes in cut back right here from, from the, the start of the, the hash another, what, you know, with three, three, four, three, not three, four, three yards. And now, that he takes this long to cut, but like hop sink all the way into it from right there. Like this, that's a lot of yardage to take the cut back. And again, his height doesn't have like his, his natural, obviously his height doesn't help, but you could, it can still be better than this. And then this whole w- jump into it takes him right into a defender where again, if it was, if it was a sharper break cut, hit it, but he, long time to get there big cut back. Like it's, it's not the cleanest. If it it were, he hits this and he might, let's be honest, he might have a huge run right here. You know, if he hits this fast enough, this guy is blocked. You know, this guy's not catching up to him. Um, But this is, that's not, that's not good movement. You know, there's a lot of space right here. If he, if he gets through cut outside, this guy gets blocked by 69 or whoever that is looks like 69 Could could have been a massive run. Seventeen of twenty-seven. Bad pass block. Okay. Yes, pass blocking is is okay. Um, I've heard like, and, and I didn't really see a ton of reps where it's like really good or really bad. Um, this isn't one of them that I, that I want to see in terms of in terms of him um, picking up this this blitz, where again. A lot of pressure outside slide. They're attacking 75. They're going to hold them, try to, try to drag them inside, loop into the B gap with the linebacker and Coleman. You you want to see him read that blocking inside out 75 picks up the, 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 the penetrator or, you know, um, or he's not really even, I guess he's kind of penetrating, but he's holding up 75 Coleman looks like he sees it, but he presses too far outfield and just expects him to fill this gap. You want to see him stay more square and, you know, make or not make, but wait for the linebacker to commit because um, obviously you want to see what's going on. Presses too far outfield, blocks the same guy that 75 is blocking, and now the linebacker loops in for a sack. Not the best in terms of reading it. And this is where a lot of like rookies and stuff like that, you know, trip up and obviously he's not a rookie. He's 28 years old, 27 years old, 26 years old, wherever he was when he, when he, when this happened, but not the best play, you know, you blame that on him. So 10 plays left bad cutback. (laughs) Mid zone, mid outside zone to the left again. Hard edge. He's not cutting outside of that. See that pretty early presses up the field. Pretty tight gap to get through outside this guy coming over the top. What does he want to do here? He wants to cut back. Obviously that's what he tries to do. But in terms of the movement, look how, look how big the step is again. Look at all that movement. Cause it's his, it's not necessarily a stride length right here. He needs to, he needs to just he needs to run lower, like drop his weight. But this another three yards. That's important. Running running back footwork and 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 running running low is super super important. And this is why, because now takes him a while. There's a lot of dead time. Cuts inside but gets contacted where again, if you decide that if you want to cut back, there's running backs who would drop their weight or have their weight already dropped and cut within a yard. There's running backs who cut within a half a yard, but this is three yards. So it's not like I'm asking for a ton. Like I'm not asking to do boom cut, but even like here would have been, you know, even like there would have been a lot more conducive to getting yards. You know, I've been using conducive a lot, but I don't know it just fits the last couple of shows that I've been recording. Uh, Coleman pass block. Okay. I I think he blocks like opposite. And he's going to the edge and he dives for one, I think, right here. Yeah. So you like that, you know? Obviously, the ball thrown away. Jimmy G feels pressure, but takes the play action. Um, everybody's blocking down or, you know, away from Coleman for the play action he's responsible for 32. Is that math? No, Matthew was not on the Cardinals at this point, right? Who is 32? Is that Baker? I am not, I don't really watch the Cardinals a lot. I think it's, I think it's Baker Buddha Baker. Is he 32? Pretty sure he is. Um, but Coleman sees the angle, wants to cut him off, but can't get there in terms of like covering with his, with his lower half. So he's just going to dive through the thighs and I like cut block him, and he does Now he gets the pressure on, or he gets the hit on Jimmy G technically. um, But in terms of like him blitzing hard off the edge and Coleman just having to do what he has to do, it's a pretty good pass block, you know? Now there's nothing open. He has to throw the ball away. So he saves a sack right there. Coleman speeding cuts reads. Okay. Again, another one of these inside tight zones with the, with the sifter, the split blocker, which is a little bit different of a spot. And the benefit of a team like with outside zone running, and, and especially with this, with this action, with these like punch steps, um, it's not necessarily a punch step because punch steps there's one, there's one in back. But um, with the fullback working to the, to the, edge or whatever you want to call it with an outside zone team can definitely have the defensive lineman and the linebackers to over in the outside zone, which is great for inside zone because inside zone, you almost cut it back as much as you, as you hit the design gap. Um, or yeah, where you initially start, there's not really necessarily a designed gap, but that's the benefit of zone. So over pursue, a lot of movement to the, to the outside right here, Coleman presses up the field, Again, some, some big movements. Um, but as he's working up the field, these gaps are filled for the most part. Sees a lot of, of, of Green Bay color inside. Cuts it outside. he cuts it outside. Sees the uh, safety, whatever he is, corner. Cuts up the field. So watching full speed, just the speed, the, the, the cuts here are better, but it's, it's more speed, uh, speed and the cuts while in space are good in terms of like just getting vertical at times, but you see what I'm saying? Like when he's in space, it's not as bad, but in terms of like tight gaps, tight cuts, um, it's not as good. Missed cutback. Okay. Here, You know, uh, this was not as bad as some of the other ones, um, zone blocking and lead outside zone. They just, they just pitched to get, you know, to get into the edge quicker, whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, now again, the biggest deal in the world, no, cause he, he picks up some yardage, but if he is reading the hats and I, I, I get that he sees outside. And he sees this gap and he's going to hit it. So I'm not going to, you, you can't kill him for it. But in terms of just keeping active eyes, you know, you could see the, the this this cover here for you to press a little bit and then get inside of 94 again, which would take some, um, some good footwork or for him to waiting to get over the top, you know, pressing out outside to get inside type deal. So if he could press a little bit, get a little bit more square to the line of scrimmage, cutbacks out of here, probably a bigger gain. Not going to kill it, but it is it is a missed cutback. For bigger yards, at least. Not a terrible play, though. Coleman quick. Okay. Again, you can see he runs with speed. Um, outside zone. Mid zone. Just the hat game. Again, it's pretty easy to play. Zone outside, outside, um, 54 is working outside. Kendrick wants the backside gap. Again, you could see there's for him to get back. It's a lot of pressing working vertical, then getting, um, backside. So it's not super shifty, but it's, it's quick in terms of, um, if you give him that vertical or that space to cut, he's quick through it play actually breaking down and cutting you've seen a lot of the difference between working in space cutting and then actual tight space cutting and it's different so working in space cutting he's quick like this is this is really quick movement to get vertical we just get horizontal with it a little bit different leg drive next play okay so pretty sure he runs is there two plays here yeah there's two plays okay so first play They run. Um, it's like power. Typically, like like the generic power play. The the the, the guard um, kicks out. No, sorry, the fullback kicks out. And so it's a, yeah, it's like power. So I tripped up on there. You study so much stuff like like from darts and pin folds and all this stuff. And it's like, power is technically, you know, does the guard kick out first or does the fullback? Like, it's just, it's whatever. But um, you have power, a little bit different of a way. Um, But Coleman presses outside. He's going to follow his lead blocker, which is 68. Obviously, it's, you know, heavy, heavy hats outside right here. Not going to take the outside. Going to follow his lead blocks. All you can see, it's a there's a parting right here. He takes it. 41 comes up to tackle him, lowers his, his uh, helmet into him, drive. So he could have even brought down at the you know seven, eight yard line right here, but he's going to continue to drive, 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 drive. So he just picks up an extra five ish yards right there, gets to the two yard line. Next play. Let's reward the touchdown. Good leg drive, good run. Another power. They get tripped up on the same guy. Well, not tripped up, but they block the same guy. But Coleman's going to cut it upfield. Lower his shoulder. Good touchdown. Good. Hold on a second. All right. Um, four plays left. Which, by the way, somebody... I think drop the five star rating. I don't know if they drop the review on the uh, podcast app um, again, which helps us get out to people. People will see it. it you know, obviously, it's not a it's not a big podcast unless it's we're doing like the live stream. Um, but still, then people will listen and we'll hear about the live streams. Maybe they just want to listen to the live stream. They don't have to be on YouTube, which is a positive that helps people out. Um, but people will listen. They oh, he's obviously talking about film that's on the screen then, and then watch. So if you watch on YouTube. A lot of people watch out, obviously, they're, they're subscribers. They watch them on Vimeo on the site. If you're a fan, you listen to other podcasts, Jets podcasts, whatever podcast you listen to, Joe Rogan, it doesn't matter. Um, if you just look up Lewis Blitz real quick, drop it a five-star. That'd be fantastic. It helps me. Um, literally takes literally 10 seconds. If you want a review, take a whole minute of your time. That's that's even better. Um, run design, good read. Yeah, you'll see a lot of like eye candy and stuff like that with with the with the Jets this year. Um, you saw it with the 49ers uh, while under Benton and the run game coordinator, etc. cetera. Um, they're trying to get inside right here, and this this jet motion from the receiver pulls linebackers outside. It just screws up the read. And, and even if they don't, even if they don't, you know, press outside to get them or kind of or kind of expand. Um, It still holds them up a little bit to allow your blocks to set in. So you're going to see a lot of this eye candy type stuff to to move guys. Um, And Coleman, punch step, work back up the field um, on this counter. Counter OF. Kick out lead. And now he's going to read his full is, uh, his fullback. Who is he going to take? Just press up. You want to be patient right here. Taking on Kendricks So now he's one-on-one with bar who, by the way, and I'm being very, very transparent here. And, and maybe it's, it kind of benefits, I guess, Jets fans. So maybe you think I'm lying, but I'm not, um, I'm not sure who, maybe it was Scott Mason. Maybe I, I forget who I messaged. I remember when the Jets signed bar, I started watching film on him and I'm like, This dude for like $14 million, $15 million, whatever it's supposed to be, I was like not the biggest fan. Like I recorded like 10, 10 out of like 15 plays, 16 plays were like, like not a good pass rusher, not that good in coverage. I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of the signing. And then he retracted and didn't want to come to the Jets. I was like, thank God, (laughs) thank God. And obviously, you know, Jets sucked after that anyway, but I'm not a, I was not a big bar guy, even when he signed. And maybe I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Because, you know, I saw him, didn't really watch him play. But once I started watching, I was like, yee. Yeah. So, press up the field. Bars momentum is going outside. He's going to cut inside. Generic, you know, nothing crazy. Cut inside of where he's going. Just press up the field. Lover your helmet, takes some yards. So, good job staying patient right there. You can see he's running like 60 70%. Exploding the field. Quicker cut because... His strides are shorter. See? Now it only takes him a yard or two and it's sharper cut. Why? Again, because now he's more patient. Boom. See? The forework means a lot. Uh deep slant. He's right here, I believe, in the slot. Yeah. And this is just showing some of the receiving ability. Um, there were a lot of routes that he ran that were like super sharp. It just didn't really result in anything. And again, with these, with these reviews, let's be honest, you know, there'll be a couple thousand people, 4,000 people, 5,000 people who watch Zach Wilson reviews uh, for our channel, which will eventually go to 10, 20,000. We'll, we're going to get up there. Um, I have faith in our fan base. or, or uh, expanding. I'm not even fan base viewers. I don't call it fan base. I'm not the jets, but, um, I don't want to make it too long. So 20 to 20, 30 plays for these type of guys, I think it's good. You know, an hour is show a little bit over. It's fine. So I don't want to go crazy. Um, but in terms of the route, nothing, nothing, nothing great. Look again, you know, it's not the sharpest break. It's not like that. He's just working to the open field. Um, Jimmy G. Trust him to get behind the linebacker sees the safety driving down, but it's still going to try to fit into window. Pretty good window to fit it into. Um, and Coleman knows what's coming. He sees the safety. He knows he's going to drive down once he, once he breaks and the ball's coming out. So he drops into it because he doesn't want to catch. He doesn't want to catch it obviously up and, and get rocked. So he's going to drop. So that's just good, good awareness of your surroundings um, and, and when to try to get more yards and when not to, you know, concede and just catch the ball. Now, hard spot to catch it with your hand. You know, do you catch it overhand? Do you catch it underhand? Not the easy spot, but still brings it in and hits him in the face, right in the, right in the chin. Bounces into his hand, so not the cleanest catch, but um, still a good receiving ability. There holds on to it; it's a little bit loose right there, but he, he he brings it in. Coleman balance. Okay, two plays left against our our Jets. Quentin Williams was dominant in this game. You know he's got pancake right there. <laughs> um, it's funny, a lot of people talk about Quinn Williams' season, but they never mention, like, the first half. Like, oh, the second half was so much better. The Niners game, he dominated this game. Dominated. Now, again, you're going to get beat on some plays. He gets beat on this play. Um, But overall, Adobe Flash pair getting updated information. Sorry, I have to stupid freaking remind me later. It takes me to a website. And I have to exit out of it. I don't know why it does that. My computer's fine. I'm not updating it or doing it. I don't even know. What Adobe like? What do I even have Adobe Flash Player for? I don't know what the hell. So, handoff from Mullins. Again, run is designed to go inside. So his eyes are kind of splitting these guys. So whether he's reading who first, I'm not sure. Um, regardless, outside leverage, outside leverage with their hats. He's gonna press up, cut it back again. Pretty big movement, you see. But, okay, yeah, so, again, pretty big movement, jumps outside, McClendon, who I will forever say was one of the most underrated Jets of the last 10 years, um, he was very, very, very good, just like is underrated, you know, um, because people don't, like, really watch nose tackles, like, it's not, they're not a sexy position, Cassi is a lot better than people think he is, McClendon was a lot better than people think he is. Jets have always, or for the last years, you know, from Chris Jenkins to McClendon to Fado Kassi from, you know, Ed snacks, let me mention snacks. Um, have had really, really good nose tackles, but cuts outside of Fado Kasi or uh, McClendon does, you know, vet move peak, get outside. He has control, control of his chest, but um, he's in a, he's in a peak outside to get him inside. A lot of guys will do that. Cuts inside of him. McClendon goes to tackle him, but good job getting low into it and kind of spinning off of it. Good balance. Gets up the field. Okay, so gets up the field. Breaks one leg tackle. Lowers his helmet to another guy. He's always looking for more yards. He's always going to turn his feet. It's definitely a big positive for him. You saw Blau Powell do that type of stuff a lot. Um, but drives his feet. Hand onto the ground. Just lunge forward. And because of him driving so hard here, like, okay, even if you're going to say he broke that tackle, great. but. And even this one, may, maybe guy would have went down at the 35. But that this extra effort to put your hand in the ground and just get another two, two actually the two and a half, three yards, game of millimeters. Three yards means a lot. I like that a lot. Big steps. We ended on a negative, it seems like. Okay. Um, not the easiest position versus the Bills right here. Um, but you could see him try to cut back because when, you know, once he, once he presses to the play side, sees, a, sees the, a lot of hats there and he tries to cut back again, would you want to see him go through here? Which obviously is after the fact it, it, at this point it's there. So, you know, what is that? Edmonds fills, he so wouldn't have went there, lower your helmet, try to get as much yards as you can, but you're going to see the, the full work in terms of him um, really you know, massive step from this, the seven, Yard line all the way to the, you know, a little bit past the five to even start the cut. Gets really wide, loses some power, and gets just met for uh, the tackle for loss. From that star with Luke Um strength and weaknesses for Coleman. Um, strength, speed, route running, acceleration, falls forward fracture for yards, athlete, um, decent pass blocking, shifty, can stack cuts, uh, ball security, seven fumbles, three lost on 810 total cut, uh, touches in his career. So three fumbled lost, almost a thousand touches is good. Um, and some of those fumbles, like maybe, one, maybe ones were worse than others. Like I've seen some guys where they fumbled, but they were running out of bounds and they punch out of the last second, which you don't want, but it's a lot better than, you know, the, you know other things. Um, balance, maintain speed through cuts, mostly ability to make sharp, sharp cuts with good footwork. I put in parentheses, good at pressing on gap runs, um, weaknesses, footwork vision, doesn't shorten stride while reading play, not overly creative, um, not a good cutback runner, naturally long strides due to height, uh, brought that uh, down by arm tackles. Um, uh, mostly not a short yardage runner, doesn't avoid defenders who uncover late. You saw some of that definitely gets because of the longer strides and feel for running lanes at times where, um, just have a natural fear, feel for how much space you have to either side. Sometimes I was lacking a little bit. That is it. I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you watched this before some other ones, but we still probably have knees coming and and uh, Blair and some others. Um, again, drop a review, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know the deal. I'll see you soon.